This is Noah Kadner, and you're listening to the Virtual Production Podcast. New York University has long been acknowledged as having one of the best film schools in the world, with alumni including Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, Ang Lee, and many others. Like many institutions, NYU has been investigating how its graduates will navigate the rapidly evolving virtual production world. To learn more about this initiative, we spoke with two faculty members who are closely involved in this investigation and learned how they first came to be a part of NYU. I was at NYU getting my undergraduate film degree, and I had always done some teaching in theater and Sunday school, and I just love working with people and young people. That's Dr. Roseanne Limoncelli. She's the director of production for film and new media at the Canbar Institute, Tisch School of the Arts at NYU. And as a student employee, I was teaching some camera and helping with teaching camera. So I kind of worked my way from there to teaching other things. And as I became a full-time employee of NYU, I got my master's and PhD in teaching and expanded it to teaching filmmaking, which I had been doing for years, and teaching story writing, which I had been doing for years. And I'm split between story and technology. I love both of them, so I'm always trying to do both, and they go well together in film. We steered toward virtual production recently, but I'm always into whatever new technology is out there for storytelling because it's fun. I also went to NYU undergraduate film and TV. It was a dream of mine to go to NYU and almost didn't make it there because of money and everything. And my parents immigrated from Korea. That's Sang Jin Bae. Bae is a professor of film, TV, animation, and digital media at NYU and has spent years teaching students various visual effects workflows. He also had some professional exposure to early forms of virtual production, like motion capture. Finally, we made things happen. I went to NYU Film and TV, specialized in animation there. And as a teaching assistant, that's where I first met Roseanne. After I graduated, I actually started teaching almost right away as an adjunct for animation. But then I broke into a video game company, which is now defunct, called Acclaim Entertainment. And I worked with the motion capture studio because I would do all the behind the scenes videos and do all the interviews with the athletes there. NFL quarterback club has the top quarterbacks. Do you? And that's where I was introduced to the Vicon Soft motion capture system. So that's in the old days where they had the black suits with the reflective balls. We did all the games. I think they were most known for Turok Dinosaur Hunter. But for the motion capture stuff, they did it for the WWE wrestling games and ECW wrestling games. Then they did a whole bunch of sports games like NBA Jam. They did a baseball game. So all those athletes would come in, do their signature moves, and I would interview them and kind of record the motion capture session, all from a marketing standpoint. The Chicago White Sox superstar stepped up to bat at Acclaim Entertainment's motion capture studio, the only one of its kind in the world. Worked with them for a couple of years and then got into children's television animation. Worked on a show called Little Bill and then moved into Curious Pictures as a associate producer and supervising TD for a show called Disney's Little Einsteins. Raise your arms and say Working on animation long form is really challenging. It's really long. It takes years to make all these episodes. And so I wanted to get into commercials because it was pushing technology, creatively solving problems as quickly as you can, and jobs didn't last more than maybe six weeks to nine weeks tops. 
People sometimes think of NYU Film School as a single entity, but it's actually a collection of several different complementary disciplines. There's a school of education, school of business, school of nursing, law school. We're Tisch School of the Arts. And then within Tisch School of the Arts, there's different departments, right? So Sang and I are in the Canbar Institute of Film and Television, but that includes everything from writing to editing, animation, TV studios, special effects. We would teach things like Nuke, After Effects, green screen, compositing. We have a design department, performance departments, you know, dance, graduate and undergraduate drama, acting. And virtual production is taking a lot of the things we learned in all these different unique areas and putting it together. NYU's pivot to virtual production as a new area of emphasis ties together many different disciplines, much as it does in the professional world. Technology is always changing, and we try to be really flexible. And that's one thing I love about my job as director of production, because it doesn't just mean one thing. I've been doing it for almost 30 years, but it changes every year, and I get to do new things every year. We have 1,500 students and hundreds and hundreds of classes for the students to take. There are certain classes that they take that are part of their required classes, so they learn everything from freshman year, sound, camera, editing, writing, film history, so they learn all these basics, right? But then they can start deciding to specialize. They can move more towards animation, post-production, sound recording, writing, producing. So we have all these areas that help those students find those classes and, and help the faculty organize those topics. And that's the great thing about now saying virtual production is its own sort of topic because it has all those things in it. You can't do it without writing. You can't do it without producing. You can't do it without camera or animators and designers. But it's a place where they could all come together, even though everybody's doing something a little bit different. And it's important that everybody understands what the other ones are doing. You could be a designer in there, but you're a better designer if you understand how the camera person is working. Or, you know, you're a better producer if you understand how the director has to work with the performers, etc. Along with my partners at Able Cine, I was able to help NYU formalize its journey towards virtual production as a course emphasis. I'm always just trying to talk to everybody about technology and trying to learn what's out there. And certainly hanging out with Pete Abel from Abel Cine and talking to him about what's new. And he introduced you to us, Noah. And it's like, what's going on here? Well, it's, you know, it's space, it's technology, it's software, other companies, what are they doing? And what are the jobs out there for our students? That's always a big motivator for us. And there's a lot of film and TV jobs out there. So we never really worry too much about our students getting jobs, but we want to have as many opportunities for them as possible. Together, we helped NYU create a pilot course in virtual production to explore the possibilities, which also included consultation and live virtual production stage sessions over remote calls. Our program really focuses on storytelling. So one of the benefits of virtual production is the fact that there is a route without having to go straight on as an engineer or a coder or a programmer. And that's how we approached our pilot class to say, how do we get into virtual production, keep it fun and interesting, and not focus too much on the technology side of it? That's the core goal of the class, to get everyone's hands and feet wet in this space and get the experience for the tools that they need. They have to write a script in the class, they group up, and it's a way for students to work collaboratively with each other and meet students from different departments in the school. 
Ultimately, they end up with a two-minute short film that's a polished previs with some footage that's shot on set and really get them experience so that when they go into the industry or they want to do this on their own, they have all the tools that they need to put this together. We really try to give the students the whole picture. Like we're not saying, okay, you're a coder, you just do the coding. Okay, you're a designer, you just do some designing. They come into the class, they're part of a team that does the whole thing. They find the story, they develop it together, they work together to do all those little pieces. We have like musical theater writers doing technology they've never done before. We had a really great mix in the first class, and they all wanted to make sure they didn't get typecasted in their field of study. So they all did other types of creative positions that they normally wouldn't have an opportunity to pursue. The pandemic added a major challenge to NYU's foray into virtual production courses due to students' remote learning requirements. But as listeners of this podcast know, Much of what works in virtual production also addresses the need for remote methods of collaboration. We've been teaching remotely for about a year now, and there's so many different aspects to it. One of the upsides is it's given people the reason to dive into certain technologies that they wouldn't have chosen or had time to do before. People are afraid of technology, and we deal with that all the time in film and TV because people come in and maybe they're mainly writers, and every single student has to learn camera, every single student has to learn sound recording, every single student has to learn how to edit digitally. And that kind of technology confidence is going to be important as we dive deeper into virtual production. Because the concept of virtual production is so new to many people, NYU is also spending plenty of time helping to define terms and set expectations. I get a lot of students, I actually get a lot of faculty like, oh, is that like uh, you put the goggles on and you're making your movie that way? Or does it look like the lawnmower man? And it's like, no, that's not what it is. I just look at virtual production as just another transition or an evolution. It might also maybe be a revolution in the way film productions are being done. And it's just utilizing the technology that's out there now to make the director or the creative team's vision come to life a lot faster and give more creative choices for someone making a film or trying to tell a story. What's interesting about COVID and the pandemic is we were already on this trajectory prior to this. We started using our newly created green screen studio. We started doing facial tracking. We started doing AR all within the realms of our animation area. And when we got to COVID, we were already developing this class. It just sped up the need for remote collaboration and the need for tools that already exist, but using it so that we're not in constant touch with each other physically. In my own personal experience in the industry, especially with commercials, you rarely work on site with everyone all at the same time, especially for animation and 3D and VFX projects. All the pre-production, all the post-production, everyone's wherever. And all of a sudden, we have faculty and students having maybe a little bit of a culture shock in that mode of working. But I've already been working like that. There's studios in France or London, Australia. To find the best people, you can't necessarily get everyone in one location. So to me, this is how the industry has already been working in commercials. We're just adopting it more for the school. And in the virtual production class and in my pitching class, I like to tell the students we are shadowing or in parity with the industry. 
hopefully, at least with the students that I have, I think they see the benefit of adapting in school now so that when they get in the industry, however it's changing, they're fully prepared for it. As part of NYU's virtual production course, we also help them with remote production days. Students would join a Zoom call and oversee a production on an LED wall virtual production stage of ours in San Francisco using 3D environments they created. The success of the first pilot class shows us the film that they made, partnering up with a studio called Simplemente. They got literal experience on shooting and they've never shot before. The stress of preparing for the shoot is all the same. The stress of making sure the performance comes out is all the same. The relief and the joy of seeing the footage, getting it back is all the same. It's just the technology and how we collaborate remotely is just a little bit different. But once they got used to it, I think they're not going to be afraid and they're going to embrace it for the next project that they work on. Just as in real-world virtual production, the students spent weeks in pre-production, creating their own previs and getting a chance to work in roles that interested them. So every week, the students just hammered away at the previs, got it close to what they wanted. And then on the day of the shoot, it was almost seamless. Just communicating with the DP on set, how the camera should go. There was very little need for, hey, let's try this alternative shot. And even when it was offered, it was like, oh, well, now we looked at that in previs before. We don't really care for it. So I think that was like a really cool benefit As opposed to like a traditional shoot, again, it's just speaking from my own experience, on some of these shoots, it's like, well, we pre-vised it, we made the animatic, let's just try this other shot for the hell of it. There's no time, you know? So if you want to do that, it would cost a lot of money. So it's cheaper always to just do that in the pre-vis, especially because it's 3D. So, you know, you get a really good representation of what it would look like on set. Bay has seen many different content creation apps over the years of working in visual effects. He takes a pragmatic approach to their usage, which has served him well in working with real-time animation and with Unreal Engine for virtual production. I look at the software as a tool, and it shouldn't necessarily dictate how you do something. And so far, that kind of principle or my philosophy has survived all these different softwares that have come out. And just speaking, for example, something like Flash. Now Flash is officially dead on at least the browsers and it's not continued. The software itself has evolved into something different. But the way you go about creating, designing, and just using the software, it can translate from one software to the other. And that's what we do at NYU also. You know, we've got several editing software that we support several compositing software that we support. It comes down to how you do something and how you tackle that problem. The interesting thing about Unreal is that it is not a complicated UI. Make sure that you are on the designer tab and we're gonna hop over to the hierarchy. There's other competing software where I think if someone looked at it and they're not a computer savvy person, their eyes would probably roll into the back of their head. So when you see something like Unreal, there's some kind of semblance of a timeline. So for a filmmaker, you see your kind of preview screen, you see your assets window. The UI is relatively simple compared to some of the other applications that are out there. And so getting someone into Unreal Engine is, again, easier than some other tools that are out there. Embracing new courses in virtual production during the pandemic was a bold move for NYU. 
but taking a proactive approach to emerging technology has long been a part of the plan. We're always trying to be cutting edge, which is hard in academia because academia moves slow. We have to plan everything years in advance in order to get the funding. And this is one of the fastest things we've tried to do is really keep up with virtual production to get in there while it's growing before it's already standard everywhere else. And it's not just to be cutting edge. For me, the purpose of that is to get people into that industry who are underrepresented, honestly. The film industry is notorious for having a certain community and slowing it down for women and BIPOC to get into the mainstream of the industry. I feel if we can open up those doors in the virtual production side while those jobs are wide open and there's not enough people there to fill them, we can fill them with people that have different point of view and more story to tell and better stories to tell rather than what has been the regular thing for Hollywood for so many years. And that's something that we do at NYU, bringing in underrepresented voices and scholarships for me, it's really always about spreading the word to the people that usually don't get the chance so we can get them in there first. One thing about the virtual production class, we started it last year, we started you know, talking about it. It's hard to get the word out to faculty and students. It's a big community and everyone's very busy and nobody reads email. So half of it was word of mouth. What students can we find to take these classes to you know, get them into this industry? Sang and I did our best to get to the students that we thought could help change the industry. It's not just the idea of getting student jobs. We want to change the industry for the better. Ultimately, a major takeaway for NYU is how virtual production encourages different areas of a film crew to collaborate more closely and in different ways than they might otherwise have. Collaboration is something that I think everyone discovers when they come into filmmaking or animation. And I get a lot of animation students that come in who think that they could just sit away in the dark in a closet, just kind of passionately make their art and then get it out there. And then soon realize, oh, I actually need help or I need to do this with someone else. And virtual production really pushes the collaboration potential. Already with this pilot class that we've created, we're working with someone from ITP, we're working with someone from dance, and just meeting other faculty that are interested in innovating, it really opens up doors and opportunities. And for students, it gives them a foot into the evolving industry when they leave school. I know there's a lot of anxiety for students right now. It's, oh, are we learning the right things? And we're not able to meet people in person. And I try to tell them, hey, this is the way of the future. Or if it hasn't already gone this way, your interviews are going to be through Zoom and you're going to be working collaboratively, whether it's Google Docs, Pinterest boards or what have you. If you have a question, go ahead and jump in. And you're already getting in that mode of working collaboratively remotely. And we just wanted to do more of that. We want to get faculty on board with just teaching them what opportunities there are for their students in this space. People get a film degree and they don't always go into the film industry, but what they learn is how to work in teams, how to share, how to work with each other, how to lead a team, how to be a good team member. And no matter what they focus on while they're students and what they do when they get out, one of the big important things that this education gives them is how to work in a team. And virtual production is that in spades. 
there's so many things you just cannot do alone. You can't do a whole project alone. Like even animation saying makes me laugh because it's true. A lot of students come in like, well, I'm a writer. I'm just going to write alone in a room or I'm an animator. I'm just going to animate by myself. You have to collaborate when you're making any kind of film project, film, TV, animation. So that's one of the reasons why virtual production is such a great addition to what we do because it's already a big part of what we do. been listening to the Virtual Production Podcast. Thanks to our special guests, Sang Jin Bei and Dr. Roseanne Limoncelli from NYU for joining us. This episode was written and hosted by me, Noah Kadner. This episode was edited and mixed by Corey Abel. The Virtual Production Podcast is a co-production of The Virtual Company and Abel Cine. We love virtual production and would also love to work with you. So please visit our websites and drop us a line if we can help. You can find us at ablecine.com and thevirtual.co. This podcast also wouldn't be possible without Descript, the most fun you'll ever have editing audio as text. Try it now at descript.com. Please also let us know if there's a subject or a guest you want us to have on the show. And if you like what you heard today, please consider giving us a five-star review, subscribing, and telling all your friends about us. Thanks again and see you next time.